school with White Earp's uh, great niece. And she ended up being a missionary in Guatemala as we went to Argentina. And he, was a, he ended up being a very godly man, totally reading the Bible. And every actor and every reporter who would come to interview him, he would ask them about their salvation if they know Jesus Christ personally. Now, is that a great hero? Is that a great hero? He had a hunger for God, and he ended up being a, like a preacher in his own living room. I want to use this as an example today because I want to talk about peacemakers. Last week, I was sharing with you about one of the Greek words, the five words that Paul used uh, for minister and servant was the word therapy, therapon. And that word therapy, I shared with you, meant to minister, to heal, to cure a treatment intended to relieve or heal a disorder. Many people say, I have so many type of disorders. Well, he's come to heal, and there's this word he wants to give you today to heal the disorder, but he also wants to use you to heal other disorders. And that word disorder means the state of confusion. I want to encourage you, take notes today, because we're going to go into some areas that's going to totally transform and change your life. If you don't have pencil and paper, we do have this on web. You can look on our archives, but also we have it on CD. But listen to this, that word disorder means a state of confusion. Or disruption. Have, you, have your life or your dreams ever been disrupted? That's the word disorder. It means mental malfunctions. I'm not going to ask you if you ever had that. But this is another definition of disorder. A mess. Did you ever have a mess on your hands? Were you ever in a place where you just didn't know what to do? What am I going to do with this mess? You heard your mother-in-law say. Turmoil, chaos. Now, I love this. Look at this word chaos. Get ready. The word chaos means an unpredictable, an unpredictable disturbance of peace. An unpredictable disturbance of peace. Now, I knew what the Lord was going to have me share on today. Uh, while I was in Argentina, but the Lord had me share the first part. Now I know why, because it's leading to this word that I want to share with you today that is of the Holy Spirit for your life, for your house, and for our city. And it's going to, today, you will see a drastic change in every area after this word of Jesus. Amen. A disturbance, a mess, an unpredictable, have you ever, where did that come from? An unpredictable disruption of peace, the word covers it. Isn't God awesome? Now, I shared this with you, and I'm just going to go over this quickly with you. It says here, it says, from, he went all through Galilee and the synagogues, community places, teaching the people the truth of God. It says, God's kingdom was his theme. That beginning right now, they were under God's government. Somebody shout out, I'm underneath the government of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. And it's a good government. It says, he also healed the people of their diseases. Now, look at this. And of the bad effects of their bad lives. Of the bad effects. And I've been praying over people this week, and I'm going to pray over you right now. And it says, word got around the entire Roman province of Syria. People brought anybody with an ailment, whether mental, somebody shout out mental. (laughs) Emotional, somebody shout out emotional. Emotional. Or physical. physical. And it says, and Jesus healed them all. One. And all. It says, 
He delivered the people of the bad effects of their bad lives. Now, if you would close your eyes, I want to pray a prayer over you right now as I have prayed so much this last week. Heavenly Father, we come before you in the precious, powerful name of Jesus. And you sent your word. And you confirm your word. Now lift up every life here today. And Father, I pray for the bad effects on their minds, the drugs and alcohol, and of abuse that has plagued and, and attacked their mental and emotional welfare. I pray, Heavenly Father, in the precious name of our Redeemer, that in the name of Jesus right now, those who have been attacked and have, Lord, their mind doesn't work like they wish it would. Lord, state of confusion. Lord, forgetting things, the embarrassment, the shame, and then speaking of the years that they were on things that destroyed cells in their brain and cells in their body. Different things we did even in the past of smoking or whatever it may have been that could have been harming even now the function of their lungs. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we see according to your word that, Lord, you even came to heal the bad effects because of bad lives. We ask you totally restore your bride today. We ask you to restore us mentally, emotionally, physically. For as freely as we receive, freely we can give. Lord, we pray to make us a strong and a whole body that we will be able to and offer wholeness to people who are hurting. What we receive of you in the healing virtue of our Savior, we decree that there is a virtue going out from your people. To touch and heal lives. Lord, we want to be just crazy and fanatical enough to believe that you are still the same one. That the Holy Spirit that anointed Jesus of Nazareth is the same Holy Spirit alive within the church of Jesus Christ. So I ask you to heal the emotions of every wounded and hurting. And I ask you to be able to turn the bruised into healers for the use of your ministry. In the name of Jesus, and the church says, amen, amen and amen. Go ahead and give him praise. Now I want you to see here, that evening, a lot, somebody say a lot. A lot of demon afflicted people were brought to him. And it says he relieved. Somebody shout out relief. The inwardly tormented. And he cured the bodily ill. A lot. How many of you know there's a lot of strange things going on? Huh? Have you ever gone down the cereal aisle? There's a lot of weird people sometimes there. Go by the cereal aisle, and you see somebody with a box of Rice Krispies, and they look at you, and they go, the Rice Krispies, speak to me. <laughs> and you go, well, ma'am, can I help you? Or oh, you're just jealous because they don't speak to you. <laughs> and you go, uh, but really, I'd like to pray for you. The voices don't like you. You know what's really weird now that we're in the Christmas season? Is they're going around and they're singing, do you hear what I hear? 
No, I don't. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to make fun of them, but I mean, listen, we've had some cases. We pray for this little boy in Argentina, and he was about 16, 17 years old in the hospital, and we went to pray for him. All of a sudden, he sat up, and he goes, he-man is more man than Jesus. I'm telling you. And it got wild in that hospital room. We've had a little girl tell me, I don't need Jesus. I have daddy smurf. Yeah, I'm telling you. Got some afflicted people. But Jesus knows how to bring relief. If it's demonic, he can make it leave. You can make it leave. If it's unbalanced, he can balance it out. Whatever the root, your creator knows it. And he wants to share with you today that he wants to heal the inwardly tormented. This lady was so inwardly tormented. The woman who had bled for 12 years, suffered many things from the doctors, lost all that she had, spent all that she had on medical, never got any better. But she said, if I could just touch Jesus, and Jesus told her the healing therapeutic word, daughter, daughter. He said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in, somebody say it with me, go in peace. I want to share with you the main theme of our Savior, and I want to, I want to prove it to you today in the Word, and, and I'm going to share some, some things about peace today, but I want you to see here in Acts chapter 10, verse 36, and it says, the Word, somebody shout out the Word. word. Shout it out strong, the word. word. What Word? The Word which God sent. I shared with you, if Jesus had to choose a wardrobe, how to come to earth, he chose the wardrobe of a servant. God chose a word, he's chose a word, and this is the word. The word which God sent to the children of Israel. What was that word? Preaching peace. Somebody shout it out. Preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word, you know which was proclaimed throughout all Judah and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing. And I shared last week that word healing is the word therapy. Healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Now I want to share something with you. If you're taking notes because God is raising up ministers. And I'm going to share with you. It's not just handing out food and things to the needy. There's another higher anointing that you're getting ready to walk in that's going to totally transform. It's going to go beyond mercy. It's going to go into anointing. And the two are going to kiss together. And I want you to see here, the word preach means not only that which is declared and announced, but it means the substance behind the word. The word preach means I'm not just saying something. There is a substance behind the word that I'm saying. There is an anointing. There's a place of contact. There's a transforming power within the word. That's the message. And the word peace they, there in the Greek is the word aranai. And the word aranai means quietness, rest, prosperity. It means to set at one again and be in harmony. What is the substance behind that word peace? I'm glad you asked. It says right here, he himself is our what? He himself. Who is the substance behind the word peace? Somebody shout out, God. God. He himself is our peace. He's the substance. 
who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two. Thus, what? Making peace. Somebody shout out making. making. Somebody shout out making. Making. making peace. And look what it says. And he came, and what did he do? He preached peace. He preached peace. That's three times we've already seen what the message of Christ was. He preached peace. Now listen to this. That word making there means to construct it, to produce it, and to have created action. It means, listen to this, action to in the special interest of someone. That's that word make. Write that down. Action in the special interest of someone. It means to make a path. It means to establish and it means to set in order. That's that word make. We're not just receivers of peace. The word of God says we are peacemakers in Matthew. You can write this down. I don't have it up here. But in Matthew 5, 9, it says, blessed are the peacemakers. I'm going to share with you, there's a power and there's an anointing in that word about the message of Christ that he came announcing peace. That that word and that anointing that you carried, I'm going to share that with you in the word, is going to transform the city, transform your life, and transform your family, transform your life. Blessed are the peacemakers. This is the message Christ transmitted to us. It says in Luke 179, it says, to guide us to the path of peace. Somebody say, the path of peace. Why did the angels say, glory to God in the highest and on earth, what? Peace. Shout it out, what? Peace. 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 That word peace is aggressive as well, well as offensive. It's spiritual. And it's part of the armor. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says, and having your feet shod with the preparation of peace. Now get ready for this because I'm getting ready to talk about something. This is very important. Every one of you who go to, the, the, uh, to, to help in the soup kitchen there at the Salvation Army. Those who go to the different places to hand out goods and to bless people. Those of you who are going into the parking lots and to the businesses to minister. There's something about having our feet shod with the preparation of the, the shoes of peace. There's an anointing on this word peace that it is to be able to make a path for someone who cannot get out of the destructive lifestyle that they're in. There's an anointing that goes with you as it's going to be shown here in Christ that is able to change histories and stories with just a matter of you declaring peace over that person. Now that word shod means to, to tightly, to put that shoe on that Roman boot on as tight as you can. In fact, let me share this with you. It is the same word to string a bow. When you pull back that bow... How many know there's, there's a strength behind that string? Yeah. Well, the word in Greek means to shod, to put the boots, to attach. Whoa, listen now. To attach peace to your decisions as tightly as you can. To attach peace to your mind as tight as you can get it. To attach peace to your lifestyle as tight as you can get it. Because this is the reason. I'm going to show you that there is an anointing that the Lord speaks much about feet. Now, we think a lot about hands. If I ask you today, how many of you believe about when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover? How many of you believe that there's anointing in hands? Yes. 
But how many of you believe just as strongly that there's anointing on feet as there's anointing in hands? Why cannot God anoint feet like he anoints hands? But yet we always meditate upon the anointing on the hands and not so much about the anointing of the feet. But when you go into this study about our feet being prepared and shod for the preparation of peace, that means that it is so tight that the strings is so tight that you are made a polished arrow in the hands of God to that, that you by your feet can be shot anywhere that God is ready to move on the behalf of crying, dying, suffering humanity that he is able. It was the peace of God that hit the feet of Elijah that made him outrun the fastest horses of the chariot of Ahab. It was a spirit of might and peace that came upon Elijah that caused him to run in the spirit of peace so that he could outrun the best trained horses and the sufficiency of man to better show that God's power is not built upon the sufficiency of man but upon the power of the word of the Holy Ghost activating and working on behalf of his people. I'm not telling you anything that's not in the word of God. You can study it too. Having your feet shod means I want to prepare your feet like an arrow because I'm getting ready to shoot you into some areas you've never gone before. But don't you worry about it because I've got to get you there because the peace that I have put inside of you and the anointing of peace that I've put with upon your feet is getting ready to go to some areas. And just by you walking, things are going to change and transform. You see, this is the word God gave me about Argentina and Brother Mike confirmed it. I thought I was going to go to Argentina to have to have some come to Jesus meetings. Before I left, the Lord says, no, you're going to walk in peace. And as you walk into the church and as you walk into the ministry, things will just align up by my spirit. I only had a few days. I didn't have time to get everybody and get all their troubles and figure it all out. But there was time to come and say peace to this house. And it was aligned. That's what God this is gospel. This is gospel for today. Your shoes on so tightly. Extremely tight to bind peace to your mind. It's peace so tightly bound to our hearts and our mind that we're able to look any circumstances in the faith and said, yes, but my God will. It's that type of faith that Elijah had before he ran, before he ran on his feet shod with peace. He was able to say, there's only, the servant said, there's only a cloud the size of a man's hand. He had peace so tightly bound in his heart. He says, it doesn't matter. Go tell the king I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I'm able to say it before I see it. I'm able to speak it before I hear it. And I'm able to outrun because the glory of God is getting ready to fall like it's never fell before. And this message that Christ came proclaiming and he's about to proclaim through you is what's going to bring the difference in the city and in your lives. How many need a double portion of God's peace? Peace! Yeah. Peace is warfare. It changes the atmosphere and the climate. Now look at this. Romans 16, 20, the God of what? Peace. The God of what? Peace. Peace. Will soon, somebody shout hallelujah, soon. Hallelujah. Somebody shout out soon. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the king, amen. The God of peace will soon, somebody shout out crush. Come on, you mad at the devil, holler crush. Crush Satan under your feet. There's that word foot, under your feet. The God of peace, your feet, peace and feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.
Amen. Somebody say, my feet are anointed with peace. Like Benny Hens. Like Benny Hens' hands. Like Benny Hens' hands are anointed for healing. Like any man's hands are anointed with the gifts of healing. My feet, my feet are anointed by my God of peace to crush the head of my enemies. Come on, give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Now look at this. Isaiah 52, 6 and 7. But I will reveal my name to my people. Then they will come to know its power. Then at last they will recognize that I am the one who speaks to them. Now that word, they will come to know my power, that's the Hebrew word. They're about ready to be overwhelmed. They're about ready to be so overwhelmed with the knowledge of the power of my name, Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. They're about ready to get so empowered and, uh, and, and, and uh, overcome by who I am. Listen now, get ready for this. That word overcome and overpowered is the word insulation. When that, you're getting ready to wrap up your trees for winter because you want to insulate your trees from the forces that are going to be coming to try to kill the tree. When that tree is insulated, it cannot be overcome by the frost or by the cold. It's the glory of God that insulated and overcame and overwhelmed the children of Israel. That for 40 years and for 40 nights, for 40, uh, 40 years in the desert, day and night, there was a pillar of cloud that insulated it from the heat. And there was a fire by night that insulated it from the cold. And the God that insulated over 3 million people, is he not able to insulate you and your life and your family from the effects of the outward forces that would try to come in to steal, to kill, and destroy? That's my God. That's my God. He's the God of peace. He's the God of peace. I'm going to insulate you from all the effects of even of the past mistakes of your life. Come on. You're going to be so overwhelmed. My people, they're in bondage, but I'm going to, I'm going to take them out of bondage. I'm just, I'm tired of taking them. I'm tired of taking my people out of bondage again and again and again. So I'm not just going to free them. I'm going to give them a revelation. Then they're going to get out and they're going to know how to stay out. I could have a preacher here tonight make an altar call and the same people come up with the same things because they believe in so much in the anointing in the hands they don't understand that there's anointing in the feet. I'm going to reveal to where you're so overwhelmed with me you're so overcome with who I am. I'm going to insulate you from the viruses and the diseases. I'm going to insulate you from the words. And that insulation is going to isolate what the enemy meant for evil. I'm going to turn for good. And it goes on to say in verse 7, how beautiful. On the mountains are the what? The feet of the messenger who brings good news. The good news of what? Peace. I didn't underline that word, but you see there, the good news of what? Peace. Peace and salvation, the news that the God of Israel reigns. Now, there's something very interesting. 
Now, I know you think you got pretty feet, especially you ladies who go to the toenail shop with the uh, Vietnamese. And I know they do all this type of work. And I know your feet look good. But that word beautiful don't mean they're beautiful. Brother Mike, Sister Renee, that word beautiful means timely, right on time, the ordained time of God. Look it up in the Hebrew. Look it up in the lexicon in the Strong's. That word beautiful means how timely how right on time. I've already prepared the way for my messengers to go with the peace upon their feet. I've a day, that's why sometimes you'll get the door shut in your face, but there's other times where they'll start crying and say, please, yes, pray for me, lay hands on me. Why? Because they're ready. The timing of the Holy Spirit. Can I hear an amen? amen. Oh, hallelujah. Jehovah Shalom. Now I want to show you something. Everybody knows Gideon. The enemy was like grasshoppers. It says here, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. Now I have to stop right here. You see that word angel there? It's the word therapony. The word therapony means a vivid manifestation of God. Or in other words, it was a pre-incarnate visitation by Jesus Christ. This ain't no ordinary angel, and I'm going to show it to you in just the next scriptures that come. This is no ordinary angel. This is the same angel that appeared to Joshua and told him, Get, take your shoes off, you're on holy ground, and I'm the captain of the army. This is the same pre-incarnate Christ that appeared as the fourth man in the fiery furnace. Now listen to this. This message of peace is so important, so strong, so vivid, that when Jesus appeared thousands of years before he did in Bethlehem, he appeared, and look what his message was. Then the Lord, it doesn't say an angel anymore. They got a hold of the interpretation in the Hebrew. It was the Lord. Then the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. When Jesus appeared incarnate, what was his message? When he appeared in flesh, what was his message? Tell me if the heart of God is not for peace. Tell me that there's not something in that divine word, nature, and God himself that he's not trying to reveal to us to get us out of something and get us into something for eternal. It says, the Lord said to him, peace be unto you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, the Lord is peace. Or somebody shout out, Jehovah Shalom. Jehovah Shalom. When he appeared, he appeared with the message of peace. Now I want to share something with you when you're ministering to people. What happened even with the Lord appearing to Gideon and telling him, peace be with you. What did Gideon do? Oh, I'm the weakest. I'm the least. Oh, why, why isn't God helping us? Why are we going through all this misery? Why isn't God saying what our forefathers told us he would do? Where is God in all of this? And when you go to witness with people, they're going to bring up all the reasons why. You know what? God is just out to get me. 
God's got a hammer, and he is just ready to get me. I want to tell you something about the hammer. A lot of people have the image that God has a hammer, and he's ready to take it out on you. The word of God says 2,000 years ago, the chastisement of my peace. The hammer came down on Jesus. The hammer is not seeking you, baby. The hammer came down on Jesus Christ for your infirmities and for the things that would try to kill and steal and destroy from your life. The hammer came down on three nails in the hands and the feet of Jesus Christ. The hammer of pain, chastisement, and punishment came down on Jesus so that you could be whole if I just do something wrong the hammer's coming down you just plead the blood and you plead the 66 books of the Bible and Satan has to back away you hear me so many people, oh, we need messages more about sinners in the hands of an angry God. I'm preaching about saints in the hand of a loving, crucified hands of Jesus Christ. Let's reach out in mercy and grace and say, oh, who will come unto me? The maker of peace. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have, somebody shout out, I have. I have peace. Peace with God. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the barrier has been broken down. Now, I want to share with you that word shalom. The word shalom means to be at ease, unharmed, to be whole, to be healthy, welfare, deliverance, salvation, security, justice. Deep spiritual contentment and along in a full life. Now, I want to share something with you. I felt the Holy Spirit as he was speaking to me about a number of things about this message. I could see in my office, I have three areas of messages that I have preached in it at home. I could call messages from 1981 to higher than this pulpit if I would put all the archives of my messages on this platform. I have all the archives that I've preached since 1981 when I started preaching. And when I left Argentina after uh, 14 years, I had left them with almost 7,000 messages by cassette that was never the same message preached. I've been here next week 11 years. Before that, I was in the ministry. I could put all my archives in. You could go through all my archives. Well, how many of you would love to go through the archives of Jesus Christ and see his messages? How many would love to see the sermons of Jesus? Well, he just told us what they are. It's every one of these definitions of the word shalom. Because he came preaching shalom. He came preaching, be at ease, unharmed, be whole, healthy, welfare, deliverance, salvation, security, justice, deep spiritual contentment, and a long and full life. If you would want to go through the cassettes and the archives of Jesus Christ, it would be the word shalom. Why do you think the word of God says, I'll prosper the one who speaks shalom over Israel? Sister Nita's here today, and I'll always hear her voice in that little Texas draw. She says it twice, which means double emphasis. Shalom, 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 shalom. I'll always hear it in her little Texas draw. Shalom, shalom. But you know what? She says it in a way from the heart. It, it's not a greeting. It's a command. It's an arrow. 
It's not something of reputation. It's what the Bible tells us to do and to send. You hear somebody, oh, pastor, what are we, we got to go to that funeral. What are we going to tell the family before you go? Just shalom, shalom. Peace. That's the message Jesus came with. Look at this. Let the saints continually say, the Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. That word prosperity is the word shalom. Look at this. Let them continually say, great is the Lord who delights in blessing his servant with what? Come on, shout it out. With what? With peace. With peace. Now, there's something I want to share with you real quickly, and I have very little time. Something that the Lord gave me in Argentina that closed down two witches' store, a porn store next to an elementary school, and a bunch of other stuff. We were down there, didn't have any money. The drug lord on Amirante Brown came to me and says, I've been doing a lot for the devil. I want to transmit your services every Sunday for free. And every Wednesday, I want to give you a spot on my radio. And my wife and I would take turns going on Wednesday night before church. And it was a heavy metal uh, channel on the edge of a disco club. And we would go in there and we'd share the word. They'd stop the music, stand up. We'd share the word of God, put on some Petra. And then, uh, then we'd go back to church and preach. <laughs> We had a witch get converted. He said, boy, I wish I could have heard a word like this before. I'm a third generational witch. And he says, I want to do something for Jesus, just like the cocaine guy. And so he says, you know what? I know a guy who owns a radio station, and I want to pay for you to have a broadcast for 30 minutes every Thursday. It was called El Rescate, the rescue. And I played Petra again. (laughs) You know what made the difference? was this revelation right here that's going to make the difference in your life. Get ready for this. In the book of Luke, if you, we won't go there. We don't have time, but if you go to the book of Luke and you study the entire book, I want to show you in chapter 3, in chapter 1 and 2, they were having trouble finding a place for Jesus to be born. In chapter 3, they were killing babies. In chapter 4, Jesus was fighting Satan, and he wouldn't leave with error of the truth and a closed atmosphere to where the people in his hometown, his homies, wanted to throw him off the cliff and kill him. In chapter 5, we see them fighting such religious spirits that they were constantly coming to them and saying, why don't your disciples wash their hands? Why don't your disciples fast like the disciples of John? And the religious bigots were just constantly nagging and nagging and nagging. In chapter 6, the religious leaders were against them, and they were saying, you're breaking the rules. And it says in in chapter 7, we're hoping to catch him. Healing on the Sabbath. Can you believe this man was to heal on Sunday? And it says in in verse 11, they were beside themselves with anger and they started planning how they might get even with him. Chapter 7, you see the spirit of doubt. Even John the Baptist, who announced that he was the Messiah, was wondering, is he truly the one? In chapter 8, there was no freedom. He was kicked off of an island for delivering a demon-possessed man. In chapter 9, his disciples could not cast out devils and there was confusion and misunderstanding. But if you jump to chapter 11... You find the disciples really listening and starting to ask questions. Then you start finding the devils were coming out easy. In chapter 13, the religious spirits were ashamed and quieted and the people were happy and hungry. In chapter 14, they, would, they couldn't even answer him and they were silent because they could not answer him. The pride was without a word. Chapter 15, they talked among them. The, the religious people talked among themselves. They wouldn't talk out loud to the people anymore. In chapter 17, faith is being built up. In chapter 18, we find freedom. In chapter 19, we find freedom in the whole city. In chapters 20 and 20, uh, chapters 20, we see their control and authority over the enemy. And in chapter 22, we see that the devil couldn't even have influence in the life of Satan, could find nothing with him. 
And when you find chapters 1 through 9, there was all kind of hardship. And you find in chapters 11 on, there was a total transformation. What was that change? Chapter 10. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others who were sent two by two before, before his face unto every city and place where he himself was about to go. You think you're just serving soup in a soup line, but he himself is about ready to go. You think you're going to the highways and the byways, but it's because you're going to prepare the way, just like John the Baptist, because he himself is about ready to go, and he's about ready to transform lives. They sent him, and look what he said. Jesus told him to preach. And whatever house you enter first, say, what? What? Peace. Peace. Now, he said, I'm going to stop. And before I continue on my journey on this earth, I'm going to send the 70. And that 70 has a lot of meaning we won't get into. I'm going to send the 70. And I'm going to send you with one message. And that message is going to be the message of peace. And he says, peace to this house. And look at verse 6. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest on it. And if not, it will return to you. That word, listen, men, men, listen. That word, son of peace means the heads of the home. When you look it up in the Greek, it says, it's for those who have a soft and a tender heart and who are ready for the message. Some people are not ready yet, but don't mean that you quit going because they're not ready. You just keep going because there are some people ready. When you get there, they're going to be ready. And it says, if the head of the house, if us dads, come on, men, if us men's, are sons of peace, then the peace is going to stay upon our homes and upon our children, upon our finances, upon our job, and upon our life. You're wondering, what is going to change my marriage? What is going to change my home? What is going to change my life? Peace. Because if the man of the home is not interested or hungry for the things of God, the peace will leave. The shalom will leave. It was this message that changed everything. Is that something? And then look what happens. And heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. And look, they came back. And the 70 came back. How? How? Master, even the devils. Dance to your tune. Even the devils are subject. Come on, church. Even the devils are subject to your name. How did this happen? The climate was changed. The 70 went out with their feet shod with peace. And they went to the highways and the byways. And they started with the houses. How's revival going to start in this house? Revival in my house. And then the houses I go to. Peace be unto this house. Peace be unto this house. Peace be unto this business. What are we going to do? This couple's fighting. Peace unto that house. Oh, I got a best friend. His wife is leaving him. And he don't know what he's going to do. Peace unto that situation. We just don't sit by and say, oh my God, what are they going to do? No, we got the shoes to be able to sit. Peace. That's what Jesus did to a lost, dying world. And it worked. He said his 70 disciples, and it worked. That word peace in the Greek, the same word means peace that prevails and conquers. A confident, aggressive force 
Peace that prevail and conquers. That's why Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of God rule your heart. Let it be referee and umpire. I was saying about a lot of y'all, a lot of people were watching LSU yesterday. And you watch the games tonight's the Saints. How many of you know those referees? It don't matter how big the players are. It don't matter how big the coach is. You ain't getting the referee off the field, but he can get the others off the field. That striped shirt says, I'm the referee, and I have the rules. I don't care how much you make more than me. I'm still the referee. That piece says over your mind and heart, I don't care how big the giant is. I don't care how bad the situation looks. I don't care what I'm going through. Peace is the referee. And what he says goes. If he says it's a touchdown, it's a touchdown. If he says it's not, it's not. And you can spit on my face. You can tell me what you want to. But peace is my umpire. Let the peace of God call the shots. And I got to hurry here. I know it's getting late, but it says stay alert like this. And before you know it, the God of peace. Somebody shout out before you know it. The God of peace will come down on Satan with both feet, stopping him into the dirt. Enjoy! Enjoy! Come on! Enjoy! Enjoy the best of Jesus. We look like we don't even have Jesus half the time. It says enjoy the best of Jesus. I'm having a wonderful time. It says enjoy the best of Jesus. Why? I can see my God going all over the devils. Oh, every time. What are we going to do? Shoes shod. Okay. I know I'm an idiot. But I want you to hear something. You see, the shoes of the Romans had nails in it. And they'd march in short steps. You'd hear them coming. And if they couldn't get you with their sword, they'd get you with their feet. Now, they had uh, shin guards to protect them from being wounded and broken. Come on, church. They had shin guards to protect them from being wounded and broken. But they had the shoes of peace to break the power of the enemy. This is what the church is supposed to sound like. the saints come marching in. That's what we're supposed to sound like. You see, you don't slow down for the enemy. You don't slow down for what's ahead of you. The soldiers were taught. You keep that march. Don't you stop. Don't you stop for nothing. I don't care who they are. I don't care how numbered you are. I don't care how big they are. I don't care how awesome they are. You keep marching because you got those shoes on. You got the weapons on. You are the body. You represent the kingdom of the eternal, everlasting God. Don't you stop. Don't you slow down. Don't you give up. Don't you quit. You got the sound of the army of the Lord. The sound of the army of the Lord. Now listen. You know why that's the sound of peace? Because ain't nobody wanted to stand in front of nobody making that sound. 
We go. I hope nobody sees me going in that church. If you go in your house and you go to pray and you're praying and your kids walk in on you in the living room, you go, oh, I lost my glasses. We want a tender foot, petty foot, tiptoe through the tulips. And we're supposed to sound like that. Now let me show you this. I'm going to finish. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying. For he speaks peace to his faithful people. He speaks peace. My last scripture, promise. Look at this, Baron. And seek the peace of the city. Seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. Don't cry because you're in Pineville and Alec. I spent a few years crying. What good could come out of Pineville? What good could come out of Ellick? What good could come out of DeVille and Grant and Ola and Allah? What good? What good? What am I doing here? And seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. And pray to the Lord for it, the city. For in its peace you will have peace. In the peace of our city, you and your children and your grandparents will have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are in your midst deceive you, nor listen to your, your dreams which you, cause, which you cause to be dreamed. Or in other words, don't get distracted from praying the peace down on your area no matter what it looks like. Don't get distracted for praying for America even though they change some propositions. Don't get discouraged on our nation and our city and our land even though things don't seem to be going as before. It says you keep seeking the peace. You keep walking the peace. You keep spreading the peace. For they will prophesy falsely to you in my name and, have not, and I have not sent them, says the Lord. I have not sent them. For thus saith the Lord, after 70 years of completed Babylon, I will visit you. And look what it says, perform my good word, my good word, my good word toward you and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. What's the good word? Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Church, is this the Word of God or is this the Word of God? It's the chosen Word of God for your peace. I'll finish. That was my last scripture, but now my last saying. Thomas Watson put it this way. God the Son is called the Prince of Peace. He came into the world with a song of peace on earth, peace. He went out of the world with a legacy of peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Christ's earnest prayer was for peace. He prayed that his people might be one. But listen to this. Christ not only prayed for peace, he bled for peace. Having made peace through the blood of his cross, 
make peace between God and man, but between man and man. Christ suffered on the cross that he might cement Christians together with his blood. As he prayed for peace, he paid for peace. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. Lord, we have spoken the very words, the message of the kingdom. Lord, I pray for any who are here right now that are one of those who are tormented. Life has been disrupted and are seated here hopeless before you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you move upon their lives right now, that you save the lost. You rescue the forsaken. You build hope in the hopeless. In the name of Jesus. As your head is bowed and your eyes are closed, is there somebody here today that you say, I don't know Jesus. Would you raise your hand? I need the Prince of Peace in my life. God bless you, sir. Anyone else? I need the Prince of Peace in my life. I need salvation. That you, would you please raise your hand? I need Jesus to be my Savior. I need the God of Peace and have peace with the God of peace in my life. God bless you. I see that hand. Those who raise their hand, and if that's you, would you come forward? Would you come and stand right here to my right, to your right? Would you come and stand right here to our right? I ask the prayer team, would you come up and would you stand over here to the right? I want some prayer warriors right here to your right here to your left I want some prayer warriors right here and if you're here today and you say I don't have peace come and stand stand come and stand right here if you want salvation come and stand right here you want to get life right with God and I want, I want a man behind a man and a woman behind a woman and then brother Mike if we could have some prayer warriors right here for those who need peace if you need prayer I want you to come, come I want need some prayer warriors right here with brother Mike and then I want some people to come to receive prayer today if you need peace in your life if you need peace in your life, you come right here and let these men and these women. I need some women up here. Yes, thank you, sis. I need some women, men and women, to come up here. But if you're lost and you need salvation, come, 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 come. If you need peace restored back into your life, come, come, come. Let the peace that passes all understanding come in your heart, over your mind you come today if you have come forward today to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior he loves you with an everlasting love and he wishes you good and not evil to give you a future and a hope the Bible says if we believe with our heart and confess with our mouth we shall and we will be saved cleansed and whole I want you to put your hand upon your hearts and I want you to repeat after me Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus, I come to you. Forgive me of all my sins, the wrongs, and the errors of my way. I plead your blood over my sins, my life, and my past. Take my life. Make it new. Rebuild me. Remake me. Jesus, 
I receive you into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Thank you, Father God, that I'm saved in Jesus' name. Let's give the Lord praise. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah, Lord, just cover these people. We send them forth with a peace. Go ahead and stand up. Lord, we praise you for the peace that passes all understanding to keep our hearts and minds. No one will lose their mind. No one will lose their grip on faith. I praise you for the peace over their lives in Jesus' name. We love you and we bless you. We're going to be here tonight. I don't know what I'm going to be sharing, but I've been told i got 10 minutes, so I'll be sharing 10 minutes tonight. So y'all come on, and we're going to practice MC Hammer double time. We bless you in Jesus' name. Tonight we're going to be celebrating Pastor's Appreciation, so we want you guys to all come back and be a part of that, celebrate with us. Father, right now, just bless this people, Lord, and just thank you for this word today. I pray that it goes deep within our spirits, Lord God, that we would begin to walk in your peace, God, in a way that we've never done before, and that we walk in an understanding, Lord God, that peace, Lord God, is not something timid, Lord, but it's something powerful, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with that authority in Jesus' name, and we honor you and we we love you and we thank you, Jesus, for who you are to us. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.